Hello, it's George Wolf, and welcome back to Woo is the New, a space we chat all things woo-woo and spirituality to help women and mothers awaken, evolve, and integrate into the new age. Before I record a podcast, I always ask my higher self to show me what topic I should talk about. Lately, the question, how do I know if I'm healing myself, has been showing up in my external world. This is a question I internally asked as well when I first had my awakening. Even after reading all the self-help books, I was left feeling confused and scratching my head when they said, you're the only one who can heal yourself. They talk about breaking belief systems and reprogramming, and even though I was open and willing to do this, I still asked, but how? What does self-healing even look like? When will I know if I'm doing it? Where are my wounds? How do I know what belief system I need to break? I've come to realize that a big part of my purpose this lifetime is to experience these internal questions I have in physical form. Most of the time I do this with what feels like a blindfold on as I try to navigate my way through it, but I know that it's so I can better share my experience with the collective to help others in a more practical sense. Now, self-healing is incredibly sacred and my boundaries are very clear. I will only share a story when the mess becomes a message. When you start self-healing, be selective as to who you share the process with, whether that's a teacher or a mentor, a healer or a soulmate. It's important to learn this early on as it can affect your healing process. Opening up to anyone leaves you open to judgment and projection, which can be more harmful than helpful. You are extremely vulnerable when you're self-healing as you are opening up old wounds. So it's crucial that the people you share it with are highly conscious souls who will hold space for you rather than give advice based on their own fear, doubt and life experiences. Now, if I do need advice or an outside perspective, I will talk to my soul sisters or my healer as I know the advice they give is channeled through source In this podcast, I want to share with you a personal experience of mine to help you understand the term healed yourself and what that can actually look like. When I was going through this, it was very raw and real, but since then the wound has completely healed. So when asking which story I should share to explain self-healing and breaking belief systems, I was shown this experience and message. Now, before we start, I do want to give a trigger warning. I will be opening up about a sexual experience and even though it is very minor, it may trigger some sexual trauma in your life. If this is the case, please, please, please listen to your intuition and stop at any time. One night, my husband and I sat down to watch a movie after we put our three children to bed. Scrolling through, we stopped on one called Bombshell. It was a movie based on true events of women who worked at Fox News and their sexual harassments. When we read the description, I didn't think much of it as I thought I've never been in that situation myself and it is just a movie. After the movie finished, my husband said, Whoa, that was heavy. I turned and looked at him and what came out of my mouth was not what I was expecting. Whoa, that was familiar. He looked at me confused. 
I explained that although I have not been sexually assaulted, I have, however, been felt up at a bar because I've kindly smiled at a male or how having a genuine conversation instantly gave them permission to have me. I've had males manipulate me and I've carried their shame for the things that they've done. I could see myself in all three main actresses and I realised all women have experienced this to some degree. I went to bed that night feeling triggered and I woke up feeling the same. I was getting angrier and I could feel these emotions bubbling up to the surface. It's just a movie, George, I kept telling myself, but I knew it was much more than that. As the day went on, I felt myself uncomfortable and distancing myself from my husband. I was being cold and standoffish. I was giving him a clear message. No sex tonight. The next day, I decided to suppress these emotions that were showing up because I had no idea why they were and I didn't want a movie to stop me from living my best life. All day, I was playful and showing my husband affection and later that day, I noticed a pattern within my behavior. I noticed that on the days I wanted sex, I'd be cuddly and affectionate with my husband, but on the days I was not DTF, I was cold, distant and bitchy. Why do I do this? I thought to myself. That night, as we jumped into bed and began to snuggle, something unusual happened. I blurted out, I just want to cuddle and it not lead to sex. My husband replied, slightly offended, Oh, wow, okay. I quickly rambled, I'm sorry, it's not you, it's me. I've just noticed this pattern lately that I don't show affection some nights, but it's not because I don't want to cuddle and kiss you. It's just that I don't want to have sex, but it seems like every time that I show affection, it leads to sex. I could feel we were both confused, but my husband pulled me in, wrapped his big arms around me and just held me the entire night. As we drifted off to sleep, I was pulled back into a time in my subconscious. I know this because I have not thought about this moment since it happened. It's often the small moments of our existence that we suppress that hold some of our deepest wounds. I was in my late teens and I got a late night phone call from the guy I was involved with. I was fully aware of what this phone call meant and our sexual relationship was with my full consent. However, I was naive in thinking that this was a healthy relationship. I got to his house and as usual, he was intoxicated after a night partying with his mates, but I was infatuated with him, so I normalized it. But this night was different. On this night, we got into bed, cuddled, and he fell asleep. Or as I better know now, he passed out. As my naive self laid there next to him, I remember feeling loved. It was the first night he showed me affection that didn't lead to sex. It was the first time my adolescent self felt love outside of my family. I woke the next morning to a very different feeling. It was not loved. It was a feeling of worthlessness. He'd obviously remembered that there was no sexual encounter the night before and he looked at me like I was a stray, dirty dog that just showed up at his doorstep. He was cold, blunt and a complete arsehole for the lack of a better word. I walked myself home feeling embarrassed, ashamed and rejected. As I remembered this moment, it dawned on me. This was the core root of this belief system. I realised that single night had conditioned me to believe that affection and sex are the same thing and that if I wanted to feel worthy and loved, I must give both. 
It also programmed me to be cold and detached to show that I didn't want to have sex, which I later used as a defense mechanism towards other males in social environments. Be rude and bitchy, George, so they get a clear message that you're not interested. I was still using this on my husband. As I laid there in my loving husband's arms, I was completely shocked that a night when I was a teenager was still affecting me as an almost 30-year-old wife and mother. One social encounter conditioned me to have a belief system that was programmed into my subconscious and was playing out for over a decade. I could feel the veil being lifted. I was seeing the truth for the first time. I whispered to myself, this belief system no longer serves me. The next day, I wrote down my new beliefs. Sex and affection are not the same thing. I am worthy of love. I am worthy of affection. Sex does not define my worth. I open my heart to affection and allow myself to be nurtured and held. I will not harden but remain soft and express my wants and desires through communication. I sent love back to this human and thanked them for being the manifestation of the lesson that I needed to learn in my soul evolution. I did my release and let go ritual and allowed a few days to go by as my wounds healed. As I felt the new energy come in and the new belief system anchor into my body, I knew it was safe for me to sit down with my husband to share this experience with him. So... Let's chat and recap so we can start to become more aware of what signs to look for. The first sign is noticing being triggered. Now, triggered just means being reactive. Your body can react in feeling tense, you know, your stomach drop, tightening of your chest or your throat, or you can have a verbal reaction, which often comes out in defensive language projected at someone or something. So why do we do this? When someone or something triggers you, it reminds you of a time where you were uncomfortable. This is usually a memory that is programmed into our subconscious because we've suppressed it due to feeling uncomfortable. When we are triggered, we feel fear. And as humans, we go into survival mode, which is fight or flight mode, hence why we feel reactive. Another reason we get triggered is because there is a limiting belief stopping us from stepping into our fullest potential. The trigger is a niggle from your higher self trying to wake you up so you can live your life to the highest evolvement. Now, I had a false belief system that if you were triggered, then just simply remove it from your life. For example, I used to do this on social media. If something or someone triggered me, I just block, delete or unfollow. This is just a band-aid. The belief system will keep showing up in other manifestations until you face it head on and heal yourself. Learning to work with your triggers is one of the fastest ways to self-growth. I now thank my triggers for showing me the area of myself that needs love and attention. Remember, your external world is a mirror reflection of your internal world. We often don't get past the trigger stage because it's easier to project our emotions onto others rather than getting to the core root of why they are showing up. Instead of running away from people, places, things that trigger you, lean into it. Will it be uncomfortable? Yes, of course. But you are strong and your future self will thank you for it. Being aware and conscious of your triggers, you're able to work with them. So how can we do that? 
Start by noticing how you react when triggered. Everyone handles them differently and for me, it's internal. I get this physical body tightening and I start to shut off and close off and I notice myself overthinking and using internal negative dialogue. Then ask yourself the question, has this person or thing personally attacked me? For example, like I shared in my story, a movie triggered me so I knew it wasn't a personal attack. Another good example is a person you follow on social media can say or do something that triggers you, but it isn't directed at you, yet you still somehow feel affected. We often get triggered by people who are successful. Now, success looks different to all of us, so however you interpret that word. The reason this is, like I said before, is because you are seeing yourself in them at a level you have not yet stepped into. If someone is happy speaking their truth in their dream job, buying a house, going on a holiday, whatever that may be, and you find yourself being annoyed by it or affected by that, ask yourself, What limiting belief is holding me back from stepping into my highest potential? Acknowledge you've been triggered. This instantly reclaims your power. Calling yourself out on your own bullshit is one of the biggest acts of self-love. Recognize that you feel uncomfortable, but instead of running away from it or pushing it onto others, show up for yourself. Choose love over fear. Journaling and free writing is a great tool to implement. Start by writing, I have been triggered. I witness my fear is making me feel dot, dot, dot. And just allow whatever to bubble up and write it down. Next, bring your attention to your patterns. Patterns can show up in behavioral patterns or thought patterns. Patterns happen unconsciously. They are programmed into us, usually out of survival or fear. When you start to notice your patterns, you take them from your subconscious mind to your conscious mind, and this gives you the power to reprogram. Belief systems start from a story or experience that you've played out in this lifetime. Depending when this belief system was created, it's most likely it has affected you in a number of moments throughout your life. But to completely break this belief system, you must go back to the core root of where it started from. This can be challenging as a lot of the time it is stored in our subconscious mind. For me, in the story I just shared with you, the core moment came to me when I was in a meditative state. However, if you are not getting the answers through meditation, there are many tools that you can use to help access your subconscious such as timeline therapy, hypnosis, dowsing and pendulum work and other healers. Listen to your intuition on what feels right for you and your self-healing journey. Now to complete your healing experience, you must have an outlet or a ritual that you can do to release and let go your trauma or those belief systems. There are many ways you can do this, so find what works for you. I personally use dance. Dance has become a huge part of my healing process. Now why is self-healing so hard? We have been conditioned as a society to not talk or sit in the topics that make us and others feel uncomfortable. We've been told to suffer in silence and to keep our mouths shut. But through my own journey, I've come to realize that by saying, this makes me feel uncomfortable, is one of the most empowering experiences. When you allow yourself to be vulnerable, you witness your own strength. 
I want to hold space for you to feel safe in being uncomfortable. Let's be proud to say I'm uncomfortable, but I'm willing to unlearn and relearn. So come and feel nurtured, held and loved as we allow ourselves to sit in the hidden aspects and topics. So if you are feeling uncomfortable, good. That means change is right around the corner. I am so proud of you, you divine feminine goddess. Thank you for listening to one of my healing experiences, which I hope gives you a better understanding of what self-healing and breaking belief systems look like. If you are feeling called to connect with me personally, head over to my personal account at George Wolf or our podcast Instagram at WooIsTheNew. All of those details will be in the show notes below. I am sending you so much love. Until next week, bye.